How old are you? 43. Just turned. Do you, are you, like, do you get anxiety or anything about aging? No. You don't at all? Not at all. Like, you enjoy it? Enjoy what? Aging? Well, you know, like, there's different outlooks. Like, people get weirded out that they're going to get old. Then there's that stage where you're afraid to die, when you can die at any age. Um, But, you know, in your 20s and 30s, you're carefree as shit. You're starting your career. But there also is that mentality that I'm trying to have of acceptance isn't the word because you can't slow down the hands of time, but happy with what I've done, happy with where I've been, happy with where I'm at, happy with where I plan on going and letting life come at you because you, you literally can't stop it. Right. You, so you got to just keep living, but some people have a hard time with it. They get down like they, whether it's health reasons or they can't stay in shape or they feel lethargic or they haven't accomplished enough for all these different reasons, people are afraid of aging. And then you have that whole attitude that's like, oh, I love it. I'm These are the best years of my life, which, you know, it could happen. But are you personally, are you at a point in your life to where mid 40s, you're like, yeah, man, it's been good. I know where I'm going. I'm happy as hell. And I'm just going to let it keep coming my way. Are you worried that you're almost 50 and you're just going to, you know, you're going to continue on like, when does the downward slope start? When do the hips start going out? Started at 27. No. Started at 27. You know, what's funny is I, it's funny you say that. Like last night I was watching something and they had like this big party scene come on. Right. And everyone's like in this nightclub and it's going nuts. And I was like. I, I I had this feeling of like missing that, you know what I mean? Which, cause I, I just, I don't, I don't do that anymore, you know? And then, I, and I, in my own mind had a, like a few minutes of like reflection and I'm like, I did all that. Like I, I did the big parties and, and all that stuff and it was super fun and it would be fun to go back and do it. But then I'm like, dude, you're, you're 43 years old. You don't need to go to a nightclub and listen to loud music and buy bottles of booze and all that stuff anymore. It's like you just progress. Right. And, and then like you, I think about like, what's the nightclubs were fun for you. Hold that thought. Oh yeah. You were going somewhere. What's the, but why you're not a dancer. Oh yeah. You can't hear yourself talk. Unbelievable dancer. No, you're not. You can't hear yourself talking there. So you go in there and get just destroyed on cost of alcohol. If you do bottle service, sure. You can't, communicate is it just one thing was on your mind yeah back in those days yeah of course okay, where so, else were you gonna go for that well i don't know like some people stayed out and i am and a phenomenal to... dancer by the way i don't know if you've ever seen wedding crash that's a wedding crasher line phenomenal, phenomenal dancer. finger foods shouldn't and, it shouldn't oh, it oh don't even fool yourself you know i'm yeah. a phenomenal dancer why do i have to go show, it? Why off? Do I go show off no i yeah i did I, but i think it was a it's like anything it's like the you know getting ready to go you know go going over to a buddy's house and pre-gaming or going to a bar and pre-gaming and then you know you know what it's like to be connected as i do the air quotes you know big line of a binga and i'd call ej the dj and he'd come out or send one of his guys out and they'd slide us through the exit so we didn't have to wait yeah. in line and oh yeah i mean it's all that all that was fun i i think but i still like to go to bars and you know i, I like being out in the like social you know, settings. I, I loved going to that dinner the other night with you. I just do. I like that kind of stuff. 
But I do, I do miss that. I did at that moment when I was sitting there watching that, I did miss that whole thing. And that's like I said, part of growing older, you know, it's like, yeah, it was fun and I miss it, but I don't want to go back to it. Would I like, if someone said, Hey, let's go to Vegas and we're going to do all the do, I would, I would do it. That's a great point. Like there's nothing you can do. Like I went to a nightclub. I'm going to think about when this was, so I don't lie to you. I went to a nightclub in Vegas last, probably this time last year. It might have been earlier than this, but Chase Rice was playing down there with Kane Brown. And then the night the night after, the night before, we went with Chase to this nightclub in the MGM. It's a weird name. I can't think of it right now. Hawkison. Hawkison. And Dan Hendo was with us. And, you know, we were VIP and we walked. And it was Steve Aoki playing. And this dude has got a following. And he's made millions. And his dad... You know, his dad started Benny Hanna and that whole story of their business model and all that. And Aoki goes out and starts his EDM and he like would take a BG song or a, a share song and put a thump to it. And people be, I mean, every song is the exact same hands in the air, bouncing oh, yeah. up and down in the raves, I guess they call it. You can't hear yourself think or talk. Um, there's drunk chicks dancing on every part of the place. So if you're sitting in a booth, they're up on top of the booth. Spilling drinks Spilling drinks back. right down your back. <laughs> I'm pissed off as fuck. Yeah. Like, I'm getting pissed, right? Um, but I had fun. But I would not, I don't picture myself in that scenario. Now, you take the other side of the MGM with our days going back there, let's say maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, in the pool. I love those days. I absolutely love resorts and outdoor bars and music and pool and get in and get out and sun and tan and lay out and soak and all that. Like that's where I'm at in my life. I did it all this weekend right here. I love that. Can you get fired up to do another trip like that where you just go down and you're going to like be a hundred percent committed. Like we're going to the pool. We're hanging. We're not going to do any of the nightclubs, but then what else do you do in Vegas? I was going to say, you, then you get tuned up gamble. at the pool. So you then you roll it right over into... Or you pass out and freaking remember we did that Yeah, night. wake up at 2 a.m. and start <laughs> over again. <laughs> God, no, that was you know, funny. Yeah, I can do it for sure. I, I uh, And I enjoy it for like one or two days. I like going to those pools. They're, they're just like a nightclub, but it's like a day club. The only thing is I just get sunburnt like a mother, dude, like... Yeah, you so, have the skin for it. Yeah, so like I'll do it, but then I'm fried the next day, or I'm putting SPF 4000 on all day long and leaving a white streak in the pool everywhere I go. So, what about the what about the way you look to others at your age when you're still cuz I I try to look at people and get influence and motivation through when is life over? You when we were younger, you'd hear 62 retirement, AARP card, Denny's discount, <clears throat> golden years. Dude, I don't see myself retiring. I'd be bored as hell, I think, at 62. But again, I could be dead tomorrow, don't know the future. Got to keep praying. Um, I look at, we, you know, we mentioned last, 83, still coming out and hanging out, drinking a glass of wine here and there. There's several people I know that are in their 70s that are rocking it. Your father-in-law is close to what? Has he got to be 61? I don't know. He's 60 something. He's in his 60s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still active every day. So I look at that. Oh, he just, cranks. Just that right there is at least a dozen more years of workforce, work 
work-related uh, things, whether it's starting brands, businesses, investment. I just saw Magic Johnson bought the Washington Redskins. He already owns the Lakers, part of the Lakers and the Dodgers. Now Magic Johnson's 63 or 64, and he's still in that time of life where he ain't – He's. I mean, he's got a quality life, trust me, even though – and remember in 92 when he told the whole world he had AIDS? Like, he's still alive, and he's still healthy. He doesn't even have it anymore. doesn't even show it anymore. doesn't show up, but <clears> – <throat> He's still doing it like that whole mentality of that. When people get that mentality of lethargic and they're slowing down and they just sit around and do nothing, I guess it's to each their own, but I want to be motivated to still be going to pool parties when I'm 63 and standing in the pool and having a cocktail in Vegas. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. With your boys. You know how young 63 is dude. Yeah. But, you okay, know, go the, to Vegas the, the right pool, now. And the tell pools, me you don't see the pools in Vegas are like twenties. Well, we no. You might have your girl with you now. Okay, okay. Take Vegas out of it. Go Let's like Mexico. Mexico. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you go, go to, to Mexico, Mexico with all your one hundred percent. I still your, want to be doing that kind of shit. Of course. So do you? Do you? My question is, Crosby. Do you care? Like when you go out and you're like supposed to be this mature dad <laughs> in those years? Because I get caught in this a lot. I'm having the time of my life in my, in my late, I'm 48 and I go to concerts and I'm freaking st- like, are you supposed to stop enjoying life? Is that a dumb question? Like, are you supposed to like uh, every night be with your kids and every night be a hundred percent family orientated? Are we doing it wrong the way we're doing it? I don't have kids. Uh, so yeah, but you're you asking st- the wrong guy. Yeah. But you still have a girlfriend. I do. But I, and I, I, yeah, I don't think you need to be, you know, on the couch every night. I don't, but I think people have as much fun doing that. You know what I mean? There's there's definitely people out there that they go to the store and they buy what they're going to cook for dinner and they pour a glass of wine and they cook together and they drink a bottle of wine and then you sit on the couch and watch your shows and do Yeah, I mean, th- not everyone's going to be going out at, you know, going to a bar or going to wherever and you know, everybody I think takes a vacation, you know, and lets loose or yeah, I I, to, I got like you said, it's to each their own. I mean, some people, their idea of a great vacation is getting in their travel trailer and going to, you know, wherever, Grand Grand Canyon National Park for the week. It, it, are they sitting around a campfire every night, probably drinking ten beers? And you know, yeah. So I choose to drink my ten beers at a bar, or, you know, around a pool or whatever. But yeah, it's to each their own. I, I don't. Yeah, you don't want to end up just not doing anything your whole life for sure. But as you get older, maybe it's the... Your mom and dad, your dad got sick, okay? They were traveling on their motorcycles into their late 50s, right? Oh, yeah. They'd still be doing it if it wasn't for your dad's condition, but he's getting better, right? Yeah, they they just changed. So, like, right now they're they're on their side-by-side out in Cedarville again. I think we podcasted a few weeks ago, and that's what they're doing. So they've definitely had to change what they're doing. But my parents, by no means are going to the Vegas pools or anything like that, or they would go to Mexico, but, but they were, they're actually trying to get to Mexico right now. They're, but their passports were, uh, expired, but you know, they even kind of said, should we do the all inclusive? You know, we're not going to drink a bunch, you know, might have a bloody Mary in the morning, might have a couple beers and then have a, a, a drink at night. But where, you know, I put the all inclusive out of business when I go down there, so, you know, I said, no, you probably don't need it then, you know, except for the food. So, you know, you transition away from doing certain things. But, yeah, you, I, I would 100% say 
as long as you feel well enough to do it, you should be going to Mexico. You should be going to, you know, whatever you want, dude. Doing doing what you do. As you, far as the family life goes, there's got to be a balance, right? Okay, forty three right now. Do you see yourself stopping that lifestyle of the tailgate partying, going to the resorts, putting them out of business, like you just said yourself? Uh, because of your drinking you've admitted on this podcast many times that you're a partier you love to drink beer and which is awesome which is fine um you don't get in trouble you don't let it affect your professional life you don't get in trouble with the law you don't your health is good yeah knock on wood um but do you see yourself slowing it down as you approach your mid to late 40s and into your 50s yeah i mean I, I do you think you'll ever have sobriety? No, I don't want it. I mean, I guess health could change that for me, but uh, I've slowed down a ton. You know, even well, you figure. I I tell everyone when I was in college, we went out pretty much every night of the week, except for you know maybe Sunday and Monday. But every other, you know, two, there was always something to do. Well, we come from a town that's a 24-7 town with bars open every day, every night. You know, didn't matter if it was Christmas, Thanksgiving. One of the one of the funnest nights of the year. Christmas? 100%. No way. One, I was just going to say. After one of, Christmas dinner, I guess I yeah, can see that. One of the funnest nights of the year was after Thanksgiving dinner. That's different. How old were you? In my 20s, you know, mm. in college. Of course. I don't know if you would do that if you were a dad. No, no, no. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But, you know. 10 o'clock, be sneaking out. I've really backed down, you know. I I drank on Saturday. I drank on Thursday. Wait, last week? Yeah. Did you get hammered at the dinner? I tried to. Were you driving? No. No, no, no. I rode with Wade. Wade. But I drank quite a bit, but I, I just, I don't, maybe it was the heat. Maybe it was, I don't know. I just didn't feel. I got so, I was, <clears throat> that was the, so everybody knows that was Bo Jackson speaking night. And I was on the golf course with Bo all day and didn't have one drink all day until the very end, went in the clubhouse at Montreux and I had a, a drink with Clint, a tequila drink. And I finished half of it and I was like, I just, I, I had this like weird nervosa. Like all of it was accumulating and like coming to the climax of all the hard work that went into getting Bo here and putting this help and getting him here with the governor's dinner and knowing that it was going to be a hundred out and it was an outdoor event and Bo was going to be, you know, he was the hottest shit. And then it's kind of like, well, all the expectations of a quote unquote celebrity when you get there and you're like, you got to go to this press and then you got to go to the autograph signing. Then you got to do. You know, what about that autograph line? That was unreal. Bo's been out of professional sports since 92, 95, and out of baseball, but 92 football. That autograph line was unreal. I mean, that picture line was unreal, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I think it all just added up on me. And I, when it came time for the dinner, I was supposed to go up on stage, right? I was, they were, Bo was bringing me up like George did. And I was going to do that moder, that be that moderator between the audience and Bo. And he was only supposed to speak for 25 minutes. And then 20 minutes of question Q&A. He spoke for an hour. I know. And he was great. He got on a roll, and I was like, perfect for Bo. But I think that I I got myself so psyched up to be on stage with another hero of mine, like I was with George Brett and like we do with all these people, that I think I kind of – it wasn't a letdown. I don't want it to sound like that, but it was almost like 
the party wasn't happening for me that night. It wasn't it wasn't right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just a weird It's a weird vibe at that place anyway. And it was a weird vibe for me and the governor did not I was so upset at his speech. I, I, I was I was not impressed and I and I want and I support Lombardo, but I got a little bit turned off of it from the very beginning, you know, and I was and I'm just being honest. Like I listened to it and I was just like, Oh man, that's this is your dinner, this is your house, this is your backyard. Get us fired the up, you know? Um but again, he went the casual route and he's not a, he's not a, he's not a speaker. He's a, he's not a politician. He's right. a, you know, he's a cop, a sheriff, and that's good for us. But I just expected a little more, you know, my expectations were a little higher from him. Stephanie, the AD did a great job. Um, and I she, love that she, she bothered me a little bit, but go ahead. What do you mean? Like how long she took? Hey everybody, it's Chad Belling with the Foul Life Podcast. I'm so excited to announce the 2023 Benelli Migration Madness Sweepstakes. From August 1st through October 31st, 2023, go to shoot-on.com. Again, that is shoot-on.com forward slash Benelli Migration Madness for your chance to be entered to win over $15,000 in prizes, including a collection of Benelli Super Black Eagle 3s and three and a half inch 12 gauge, 3 inch 20 gauge and the new 28 gauge all decked out in the new Realtree Max 7 camouflage pattern also included is a $4,000 online shopping spree from our friends at Banded, Greenhead Gear and Avery Outdoors plus 3 cases of ammo for each of the SBE3s from Federal Premium and a pair of Wing Shooter Alpha Shield hearing protection that are valued at over $1,400 a pair. It's the 2023 Benelli Migration Madness Sweepstakes brought to you by our friends at Banded and Federal Premium Ammunition from August 1st through October 31st. Again, go to shoot-on.com forward slash Benelli Migration Madness to be entered to win that $15,000 in prizes. I'm Chad Belding from the Foul Life TV and the Foul Life Podcast. Good luck to everybody. I I didn't like when she opened up her speech with this is the biggest turnout we've ever had and I don't know if it's because it's my second year as AD or, you know, but my first year putting this on, almost taking credit for it. Exactly. And, I, and I don't know if it was a joke. Kind of tried to be. Maybe I don't remember exactly the context, but there's only one reason why they sold all them tickets. Yeah. Bo. Yeah. His Bo. They sold, the most they had ever sold was 425, and they had over 800 sold for that night. You couldn't, you couldn't fit in. Oh, dude. And no. I had a little claustrophobic in there. I've never seen the tables like that. It used they were to be two inches apart. Cause I was going to say I've been in years past where you could go around and and say hi to everyone, you know, and yeah. make your, like if you made your way to the bathroom, you could you could you, you couldn't get through. You no. literally had to go on the sidewalks over and go over. And then I tried to because I wanted to see the people I knew. They used to have a big corridor in front, dude. It was all tables everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. I was so I just yeah, it was it was packed for sure. One of the mistakes they made, in my opinion, was they tried to play that highlight video after it was done and people are getting out of there because it went late. I'm like, dude, how do you not play a Bo Jackson highlight reel before he comes on before he comes on to get the crowd? Like, Oh my gosh, they, I, I do remember that. I do remember that home run or the him running up the wall or hitting Bosworth or running into the tunnel. Remember like, how do you not play all that? I, I believe they just ran out of time because that neighborhood, you know, you can't have an event past 10 o'clock. Yeah. And like you said, he spoke for so long, Honestly, because I think yeah, every- they could have shortened the speeches before him. They knew that the money was already raised for the dinner. Yeah, they could have shortened those Her speeches. Speech was, was there the was one. three speeches. There was Lombardo, Stephanie, and then Sandoval. 
Yeah, Sandoval could have been out. Yeah, he could have had a five-minute deal, which is fine. He's the president of the university. That's fine. But um, a highlight reel uh, to announce, you don't do it after. No, it go. It, you, you dim, I picture that, all the lights that they control go down. That screen comes on with some badass music and yeah. him freaking, like you said, Ripping. busting a bat over his leg, yeah. over his head, freaking hitting bombs, exactly. you know, running. And then, and then someone says, you know, welcome, welcome to the stage, you know, Bo Jack, whatever his accolades are, Bo Jackson, and everybody goes nuts. And that dude comes up there. Like you said, he didn't even want to talk about sports. He gets up there and gives the exact same speech. Like, don't get me wrong. I left, honestly, like I thought he was one of the best I've ever heard. And and I think it was because he didn't talk about himself in sports. He, he talked about life. He talked about life, upbringing, and it was good. But and and he and he had advice for the the yeah, younger please. generation. He he talked about them not using their platform for anything other than sports, which you and I talk about all the freaking time. And he he said he basically said it clear as day: you're out there to play. Impress them with your actions on the field, not your mouth. And that's. Yeah. That's it, right? You know, like, and then if you retire and you want to become a public speaker, or you want to become an activist or whatever, go for it. But for this point in your life, you're an athlete and you play to be an athlete. You play to be the best. You play for your team. I love that story about getting offered $5 million at a gas station yeah. and turning it down because he said, USFL. I wanted to win the title and I wanted to win the Heisman. He did both those and things. He didn't want to let his team down. And didn't want to let his team and coaches yeah. down. I just, I really, here's what's funny. And, I'm hesitant to say it, but I'll just say it. I, I heard somebody say, uh, you know, he, he came off as cocky. And I thought, you missed the, you missed that whole thing if you felt like that man came off as cocky. No, came off as one of the most humble guys in the yeah, world. he could not be cocky being Bo Jackson. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He's the greatest athlete of all time. Literally. Of all time. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. And, and I like uh, – I like the governor. You know, my brother Nick uh, worked for the governor as his attorney in the sheriff's office for like 15 years or something. So when I see, you know, him, I always say, hey, you know, it, well, it, the first couple of times I met him, then when I saw him at the dinner, he looked at me, he goes, Nick's brother. And I was like, yeah. And he said, here, you know, meet my wife. And it was after all the photos were over and stuff. He's like, shoot, we should have got a picture to send to your brother. I'm like, dude, well, we'll do it right now. And I gave the camera guy my iPhone, you know, and we took a picture and I sent it to my brother. I, was, I said, should we give him the bird? And he was Which like, Which one was this? The governor. And I said, should we give him the bird? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, okay. So, yeah, I thought he was good. His speech was okay. Like you said, he's not a politician. I, I didn't like, I honestly don't know if I even paid attention to Sandoval's uh, speech. The AD. You know, and I told somebody the other day, well, you know, we just built this gym and it was $13 million. We're still fundraising for it. We just did this. It was 500,000. We're still fundraising for it. We just did this. It was 19 million. We're still fundraising. It's like, that, that's, we, I don't want to hear that at the governor's dinner. But you that's know what, what the governor's dinner is for. I, I understand. But, but to me, you're, you're like, you're almost up there like begging for money. I, I want to hear about like, all the good things that you and ours got going on, right? Not the projects that have been completed that we still need money for. I want to hear, you know, the but isn't that part of a university success of being able to add real estate and projects of sure. new business building a new sports complex, Piccoli locker room getting redone. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that it's great that it happened, but I don't want to hear it at the governor's dinner for 25 minutes. Okay. So would you have rather heard that, or would you have rather seen the highlight video? <laughs> I like I like Stephanie. And again, I'm not saying I don't she, like she her. She did talk a long time, and I think she's a great public speaker, and I think she's going to do a heck of a job as AD, <clears throat> athletic director for University of Nevada, Reno. But, yes, 
I, I'm not saying that I'm just a pump you up kind of guy, rah, rah. But when you have the greatest athlete in the world, you show some highlights. Now, Bo didn't have a say in that. He didn't say one way or the other. He could have probably been like, oh, God, here we go again. But also, it's not about Bo at that point. It's about the audience and who paid good money to be there. Entertain their ass. Get them like, oh, my God, that I, I oh my God, that was him that did that. Oh, shit. He ran into this. Oh, shit, he broke his bat over his, his leg. Like, if you do that, then that when he gets up there, now the standing ovation's huge. Now the intent and the interest is there and the focus, right, and the commitment to listening, which everybody was. And then it's a, and then it's a, an all-around entertaining event, in my opinion. It was a great event. Great. And they raised a lot of money. And I'm, I'm glad, not. I'm here, not. What does this picture make you think of? Or what, what, what thoughts or feelings go through you when you see, this is kind of our group. You know, you got Bubba, Clay, you. Joey Gilbert, Wade Platts, Trainer Rob, my brother Clint, Jim Ray, Dave DeRosa, myself. Then you got Rick Revilio's kids behind us yep. and Ricky's wife, Kathy. Ricky didn't come out there even though he said he was on his way, which I'm not happy about. Mm-hmm. And I would have Tom Photoshop him in here, but he's too short. So I'd have maybe – He'd have to go in front shoulder. of me? No, put him on your shoulder maybe. You see Bo giving me the death grip right on my arm? My, yeah, look at him. But that's Bo Jackson, right, with our group. That's great. We got the ghost friends. What, what do you think of? Yeah, I mean, what do I think? I I just am. It brings up just the memory of a great night. Like, do you do you frame this and put it in a like my shadow box is going to be sick, dude. What is he getting you? I had he came over here for lunch and signed all my shit. Oh, he. But I mean, Will Clark sent you a game he used bad. Is I want yeah, I Bo to get, send you those pads that he took that photo with. He's not allowed to sign that photo anymore. Um, really? The, yeah. Um, he's not. He could, but he won't because of a business deal. I he signed for me. Two Raiders jerseys and two Royals jerseys, the home and away of each. He signed a game-used bat. He signed two baseballs, America, uh, official Rawlings, official Major League Baseballs. He signed five. Uh, he signed four baseball cards and a football card. He signed um, bats, balls, jerseys. And then I showed him the photo album of when we were kids 1989 royals versus a's oakland alameda coliseum and my dad was always taking pictures and Bo and george brett and brett saberhag and all the royals come in to play ricky henderson dave stewart dave henderson carney lansford the a's and i come back and i'll show it to you i would come back and i'd make a whole photo album and i wrote oakland a's in big block letters versus the kansas city royals june 7th 1989 and then the first page first eight pages are all Bo. you know batting stealing Play in the outfield. I mean, we're in the bleachers. We were poor. My mom and dad would drive us down there. We'd have bleacher seats. We're holding up signs. Did you get to have hot dogs and stuff or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd get a snack. And then Bo's in right field. And my dad's taking pictures of him. And he's got pictures of him stealing second, mm-hmm. hitting. So I took one of those pictures my dad took out of that photo album and Bo signed it for That's me. That's rad. So that'll go in the shadow box. The pictures of us on the golf course. The pictures of us at the mansion. You know, that's cool shit. Then I got oh, yeah. the program. The program of Bo Jackson, Governor's Dinner. Then I got the thing that was on our table with my name and, you know, the, the setting, the table right. setting. So that's cool shit. Really I mean, cool. it's fucking Bo Jackson. Let me ask you something. I would never, ever have a chance to hang out with Bo Jackson in my life if it wasn't for hunting. If it wasn't sure. for meeting him and having friendships with these people because of admiration or respect on both sides. I don't know. if I mean, maybe I'll be in Chicago sometime and he was doing an autograph signing that I'd have to go stand in line in and he wouldn't know me. And then you just get like this kind of like an autograph. You know, it's cool right. to have, but it's not personal. It's not you know? What What do you uh, 
What are your thoughts about like not do, being able to get autographs at that dinner? Is it just that they they don't want to bog down the time? Uh, no, it's uh, it's kind of time, but they were going to do one address or one autograph, and there was going to be a certain cost to it. But that's a lot of shit for Bo to like somebody comes in and they sneak two in, you know, and then he's got to keep signing. So they decided they opted to go with pictures and Bo don't like to sign. Bo don't sign a lot. That's what I'm saying. It, it, that's where I was going with that. Bo was, was, like, up. Bo was willing to sign the university deferred to instead of 50 people getting autographed that pay for it. A hundred people would get to get in line and ended up being way more than that in the VIP line. I thought that they were going to do 60 uh, or uh, they were going to do a hundred photos and it, they went for a full hour. You know that two people got me in trouble because I had no clue. I just thought it was like a, a part of the deal. Go up there and get a picture. So first, uh, Dan Armalea, he hands me his phone and says, hey, get 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 me get a photo. So I do it. And then uh, uh, my buddy Chris gives me his phone and he says, here, get a photo. And I, and I go to do it. And the cheerleader goes, you can't take a photo with your iPhone. And I'm like, well, I didn't understand. So they they got me in trouble for doing that. That was funny, but they, I kept see, hearing those kids say no iPhone pics because those people paid extra for that, right? For that VIP to be that experience. VIP experience, yeah. So, all in all, great event, memories, and a lifelong friendship with Bo Jackson. Now, which was I grew up, he was literally my hero, my hero. Like I have stuff in that house that people be like, "You're freaking nuts." And I still got my whole poster collection of all the Bono's, <laughs> Bono's surfing, Bono's golf, and then Bo don't know diddly. Like that whole, that poster's as long as that wall. Oh, yeah. Remember you stretched it all the way out and had him dressed up and all the, the, the cross and the horse racing and yep. all the shit. What has he been doing with his life? He's in the food industry. He's got Jackson Food Company and he, he does vegan, vegetarian. Not Jack, meat meals. Jackson, the gas station. No, 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 food. He does prepackaged meals for like schools jails prison like anything universities whatever that he's into a lot of different businesses and he's got bo jackson sports complex where he's looking to franchise that he's got three locations i believe in chicago and indianapolis now under the bo jackson sports and he complex. obviously plays golf i saw those videos plays he posted. Golf he's as a much stick. as he can he's he doesn't work out he hasn't worked out one day since retirement still pretty he's ripped. jacked yeah jacked so yeah i mean it was i think it was a hundred percent. The event was awesome. I just, every individual is going to have different expectations. And I, if I was putting it on, I would have for sure had an unreal highlight film, at least 40 seconds. He honestly deserved Bo down the sideline, Bo with the home run. Like he deserved the room that George Brett had. What do you mean? Like bigger, you know what I'm saying? That like 800 people, that room that we had George Brett in holds 1600 people, yeah. you know, 2000 people. It's a different. It's a different event. the The governor's dinner is a different event. It's a fun event. It's always outside, you know. But you know, the the opportunity was there to have a lot more people there. They didn't just sell eight hundred. It was just that's all they could sell. It had it had. I, there was people there. I didn't see people there that I know go to those dinners. All those dinners, they probably couldn't get a ticket. You know. So no, I. I, I, I I definitely know people that tried to get a table. I don't think there was any more room. No, that's what I'm saying. It just he deserved a bigger room. He could have filled. He could have. He could fill any room Reno has, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. There was, you know that. I mean, I guess I was going to bring up earlier too. Uh, 
we we know who Bo Jackson is, but the twenty the twenty year old kids and stuff in the room they probably don't. You know, a highlight reel would have been would have been cool for that, those kids. There were a lot of younger kids there. It's a you know it is a university event. A lot of those guys now that are well, you know, guys your age, most of them have sixteen to eighteen year olds. Some guys have twenty year olds and stuff. But anyway, it was great. And so where we started with this was. Do you ever feel like you're going to be too old to do something like that? I sure hope not. And I saw a lot of older people there. There's a lot of older people there supporting it. And it's, I don't know, like the back to what we were saying is just like wonder. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're going to feel it someday. You're going to slow down. And like, I feel great in the gym. I feel great in in the water. I feel great on the boat. I feel doing whatever. You know, I'll swing dance with Anna for freaking 40 minutes and feel great, you know, and doing all that kind of shit. Or I just don't want to get to the point to where. Okay, here's a perfect way to end that part of the conversation. Toby Keith wrote that song for Clint Eastwood. They were golfing together. Did you go to Toby Keith concert with me two years ago before he announced he was sick? I went with you about eight years ago. Okay, so you saw that picture of us. Did you see that picture Clay found when I was with Brantley Gilbert the other day? Yeah, I'm in it. Did you see that picture? Yeah. Clay sent it to you? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you went to the South concert. South Lake Tahoe, yeah. yeah. And I went um, to Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, you See, your your mind's going to go is what's going to happen to well, you. Well, I just do so much I'm shit. just kidding. <laughs> it's called Don't Let the Old Man In. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, like, don't open the door for an old man. It's like, don't let him in. Hey, dude. Clint Eastwood's in his mid-90s still making movies. My grandpa was 80. I don't know. He was, like, he was 83 when he passed away, but he was, dude, we rode motorcycles. We went hunting. He, you know, every night he smoked cigarettes and drank bourbon. and But then the world and he worked and that's the key right is he worked and then one day somebody said you should retire you know enjoy your whatever and he quit smoking and he retired and he, and he died. died had he ju- it, it wasn't like he was working hard he was an attorney no he got to stay busy he wasn't taking you know new clients you know he had his clients that he worked with and he had his stuff but he he had an office to go to and open the mail and do all that stuff and like you said when you when you get into that mindset, and it's very hard not to, you know, it would be one thing if you retired and you went home and you still got up at six. There was this guy, Doug Rose, I knew. He was a plumber. He retired. But he kept an office, and he woke up every morning at 6 a.m. just as if he had a job. But he went to the gym, and then he went to his office that he had, and he opened his mail, and he'd set himself a little lunch, you know, meeting with a buddy or whatever. But he had a routine still routine yeah now you could he could not do the routine if you would have called him and said hey let's go fishing on the you know out on the ocean in san francisco he didn't need to do those things but he had those things to do and that's what you know he always said was his key too man was it's like if you just had no reason to wake up in the morning and all you had to do was move from your bed to the couch and start watching your shows that you're gonna you're gonna go downhill fast fast and i think i think that that has kind of like that old analogy of like when old couples, you know, the one goes, then the one doesn't last too much longer after yeah. the broken heart takes you, you know, cause you don't have much to live for anymore. You know, it's God, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to think that one day we won't be here. You got to stay spiritual. I'm not going to get into that, but you got to stay spiritual, but it's just a weird feeling to me. We're not going to be here someday. So I always do. Do you think about all the things you'll miss, or do you think about all the people that'll miss you, or do you think about both? 
I don't think, I mean, I want to stay spiritual enough to know, but I think that death is harder on the people that are still here. Right. So they're going to miss you and they're going to be sad. Um, I hope, I hope I go to heaven and working to get there. And then there's baseball fields up there and we get to go dad again. You know, that's the goal, right? Right. You know what I mean? The the happy hunting grounds. Go hang out. No, with Cecil no duck season. <laughs> go, go hunting every day if you want. Yeah. Like Bobby Johnson wrote that song, horses in heaven. Hope they have horses in heaven. You know, you can go rodeo up there and watch Chris Ledoux and, yep. and, 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 and keep all that stuff going. Um, so we talked a little bit about the list. That picture I showed you with the Bo Jackson group is cool. That brings up a lot more things in my mind than you just saying, oh, it reminds me of a good night. <laughs> well, I didn't idolize Bo Jackson. I did have that poster of him with the bat over his shoulder. You didn't idolize Bo Jackson? No. Were you into sports? I was a Giants fan. I, I had way more fun with Will Clark. Oh, well, yeah, because, I mean, that's <laughs> but that's I, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I, and Are I we just, going down? Clint says he can't go down. I want to go. When is it? Let me tell you when he would be free. Um, it would be about it's coming up, right? It would be on the about August. Oh man, what is that? One with my thumbs. Tuesday, August 29th. Would be yeah. the game. There's a night game. And then there's a day game Wednesday. Wednesday the 30th. <clears throat> but again, it's up to you. I mean. I can't imagine a more fun thing to do. Me neither. Clint says he can't do it. We could, though, still. Man, that night with Bo Jackson was awesome. It 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 makes me have to pinch myself. Like that, I was talking on a podcast yesterday about, do you ever pinch yourself about life? Do you get in those situations? Does your life so fulfilling and so, like, unbelievable that you never saw it coming that sometimes you're like, holy shit, I got to wake up from this dream. I'm being honest. Like not everybody's life is mine is I'm not afraid to admit it, but I'm again, I don't want people thinking, Oh, cocky, but I'm just saying like, I can't freaking believe the shit we get to do like that. Will Clark night, that Brantley Gilbert night. I mean, that shit's cool as hell to be on the bus and podcasting. And like, I, yeah, I pinch myself a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I probably do for different things. I mean, I don't hang out with celebrities and shit. But I don't mean the celebrity. I just I, mean the you know, experience. I could I could be as cocky as it. You know, I ride a badass Harley, and I got a badass lowrider and a hot rod, and I go home to a nice house and a cool chick and freaking do whatever I want all the time. Like, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of people that don't have that. I, 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 I try hard not to take life for granted, dude, because, dude, no, no disrespect, but there's a lot of people that are barely getting by and freaking – hate their life and hate their wife and hate their family and hate everything that's going on around them and crawl into a bottle every night for the wrong reason. I'm okay. Do- so do you have to pinch yourself? Ever? That's what I said. Yeah. hundred percent. Does your life make you go, Holy shit. This yeah, is dream life. hundred percent. Isn't that cool? It, it would be easy to say that it's not, you know what I mean? There, there's tons of people that could go. No, you, you, they're, you're terrible. You live in a, you know, old house in Southwest Reno and you yeah, drive an old truck and 
That's you know what I mean? It's just, but like I said. Is that your forever home? No. Do you think you'll, are you going to be out of here, you think? Yeah. No way, dating her. There's no way. You're married no. to that restaurant she, for the rest of your no. life. Well, hey, uh, it, according to them, not. But, hey, you never know. But I, don't, I, I do not want to be here. I, if it meant leaving her, would you leave here? No. You'd, have, you'd stay here for her. You'd well, we'd, we, 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 would, we would work something out. Yeah. If, she, if she said to me tomorrow, hey, I'm living in Reno till the day I die. I love it so much I'd take her for a trip down 4th Street and say still. You know what I mean? I, I like, did that with Alyssa she, the other night. Because here's the thing is that I'm not saying she doesn't see it. Obviously, her restaurants have both been broken into for thousands of dollars. Her dad's gas is getting – they see it. But in a lot of ways, they don't see it because all they do is spend time in their restaurants. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you – like, if, if, if I were a normal person – I shouldn't say normal. If I were a person that went from home to work – back home again and you know worked in my garden and you know da 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 you would you would you would be okay with Reno right cuz why would you go down 4th street <laughs> but I do sales right I'm I do outside sales I tour the the city regularly I see it I see it way more than most people see it and it sucks it's disgusting but I also see the price of everything you know what I'm saying like Oh, yeah. So I don't want, you know, I, I would like to have a house that has a big, you know, shop. I, and I got this way in 2007. You were there. I wanted to buy my first house in 2007. I couldn't afford a home in my own freaking town. I remember when you were living over in the family's old house. Right. Off and I had to get that with help from my parents just to be able to afford to live in my own town. And it pissed me off then. And now I don't know how people do it now. So what is your plan for a quote unquote forever home? Do you have a vision? You're not going to have kids. You're going to have dogs. Is this home going to be massive? No, no, no. I want. Are you going to buy property and build something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't have to build it, but I want a lot of property in a small house in a big shop. And I mean, I don't know where that is. I I've been to a lot of cool places. It's not. It's not Could Nevada. Be in Cedarville. Could you live in if California Cedarville? Wasn't long? California? Would totally could Just totally of the be taxes Cedarville and everything. Just yeah. I mean politics. Everything. I could totally. I could totally see myself older in a, well, maybe not like your aunt and uncles, but yeah, dude, like Cedarville would be awesome, right? Cedarville has just enough. Like, I still want to go out and and go bored out of your mind. I'm saying when I'm older, I, because I said, I still want to be old. When is older? You know, 55. You could live in Cedarville every day in the summer at 55. You'd have to have an RV and traveling for sure. I would, dude. I would love, that. but yeah. yeah I bike. think. Does Jillian ride on that bike with you? Yeah. Would you tour the world at fifty-five in a Harley, or is that dangerous? No, I would. Would you long haul a Harley, or would you drive it and then ride it around certain areas and offload it? With her, you'd have to travel and then bring it. You know what I mean? So do you She's see yourself being that? We're, meet the Millers. We're traveling. No, no, no. I tra- I would I would travel by, you know, plane, and and go. So your forever home is still yet to come. Yeah. You won't be living in that house in the next 10 years. No. I would move now. I want a different home. I want what I just said. I could have what. But would you have it here if it meant. I could talk. I could. I could consider it here for the interim before then moving again. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could move out of the house that I have now because I want a smaller house. Like I said, with more. I I would move into a place like this. 
and stay here. That new truck looks sharp with that layer. You said you like the color, but that new layer, those slide. I got the slider windows mixed with the flip-up windows. So now, you know, Clay got me into that where you can just flip them up and reach in sideways, you know, on the side of both both sides of your truck and get whatever you need out. Plus, it's got the Lear locker in it, the regular door, the hinge door with your tailgate, everything lockable, all electrical through your truck locks. You know, you can do it with just your key code. Yep. will unlock the whole thing, or you can manually lock them for double protection. That Lear locker, you put 10 guns up there, whatever your valuables are push both buttons slide it down you always got to make sure the tailgate's up l-e-e-r you have one on your truck oh yeah it's hard you couldn't go back to not having one you can there's just no way the best like you say it just being able to lock you know big things up in your truck you know you when you have your well we talked about waders or decoys or any of that stuff that used to you know sit out in the bed of your truck you pull into breakfast somewhere someone grabs a bag of decoys there's a thousand bucks yeah and it's something that you're not going to put on your back seat and lock it it's 100 percent right yeah so you got your boat hooked up you can take stuff out of your boat and put it under locker you can keep your mm-hmm. dog protected in there whatever kind of kennel that you decide to have in your truck but you got so many levels of protection and security and then clay and sleeps they look you can sleep in them <laughs> yeah you, you, they look sharp too aesthetically they're awesome oh, yeah. thank you lear for being the official topper also check out bed slide Everything that Lear's doing, bed slide, we truly believe in it. They support us 100%. The official camper, the official camper shell, the official truck topper, the official bed slide of the foul life and where the pavement ends. This place? Yeah. This shop's big enough? You don't, you wouldn't, you I want, wouldn't you have this. You wouldn't want the pool, would you? I, the, the pool I could take or leave. I wouldn't have the office maybe You're portion of this. take or leave that pool. But that is the best freaking. Your nephews come over, chill. Mine don't because they live in Las Vegas. <laughs> I did. I saw one. Your brother tell you I ran into him at the airport? Yeah. Flying to Wyoming the other day. Yeah. He was come, going back to Vegas. I got to see your nephew. Is yeah. he still dating your the girl? He's married. Oh, they got married? Yeah. She lived down in Vegas? No. She lives here. Really? Yeah. Married? He got married and they're still having a long distance relationship? Mm-hmm. How do I not know this shit? You don't include he got- me in anything. Well, he got married in Florida with no one there. Still didn't include me. What do you want to do? FaceTime him while he was doing? I didn't. I didn't go to. There was no wedding for me to go to or anything. No, I mean just telling me that he got married. I thought you knew. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you guys are friends, aren't you? Uh, we used to talk a lot more before her. I mean, isn't that the that's isn't most that people. the sauce of life? That's, right that's there? most people. He's not. He's not the major or the minority in that. I'm conversation. very proud of how successful he is because he is a badass attorney he is, he's good he's a he, and, and i don't know how he does what he does in las vegas dude that, that would drive me nuts but i could see myself with like a ranch and not a ranch i don't want a working ranch i don't want ten thousand acres that well, i have to worry cool, about though. it would be cool i could like i could I, I would like to have john shaw's place down in hagerman up in <sighs> hagerman or the His one that house all of it. You couldn't. Dude, that house is 15,000 square feet. Well, okay. I mean, if I had to deal with it, I would. But to, it might to, be more than that. To, I, I think it'd be cool to have all the all the fun stuff, the shooting, hunting, all that stuff. And if it has to be a 15,000 square foot house, great. But I wouldn't, like, if you said here's a budget and build it, I wouldn't want a 15,000 square foot house. I would want his gun room. If I had all the money in the, that's the difference, right? Is like if you had all the money in the world, I could have a bigger house because I'd have a big gun room like him and a big bar and all that kind of stuff. But if if I didn't and I just sold my house and moved on, I'd be happy in a fifteen hundred square foot house on like a hundred acres with a six thousand <laughs> square foot shop. Yeah, not me. And I, and I, not to sound pretentious, but 
I want a theater when I'm when I'm doing my thing. I want to be legitimately comfortable and have a insane. I want a fifteen hundred square foot kitchen. I want all of the commercial and the industrial. I want all the sub zero, which I'm getting ready to put into this place. Um, you know, the range, the flat iron, the oven, the dishwasher, the refrigerator, the freezer, the micro. I want everything. I mean, I've abused this kitchen because I entertain and cook a lot. Mm-hmm. See, I don't do that. So stuff. I want all. I want a kitchen that is like designed to entertain and cook and be badass. And I want an outdoor kitchen space. I want a theater style area to where I can go and watch whatever I want, whether it's sports related or have the guys over or the family to watch a movie. Like all like this place right here, like watching a movie in this room right here is sick mm-hmm. with the audio and everything. So like fifteen hundred square feet, that's a kitchen, right now. I don't think you'd be happy in a 1,500 square foot home. I don't How do what you do, right though. 2,800 Is it or too something? big 20, for yeah. you, too? We don't use any of it. Don't you, haven't sat at our dining room table and couldn't tell you how long. Two or three. Okay, let me ask you that before you leave that thought. Why not? Why don't you make more of an effort to have a dinner over there with whoever it is? Bill and his girlfriend. Well, Jilly, Jilly, By the way, I want to talk Jilly, about Bill's Jilly, boss. Jilly works, you know, Tuesday through Saturday, 16 hours a day. So she sleeps most of – I'm not saying she sleeps most of Sunday, but she's very tired on Sunday. And we go to Sunday dinner at her parents' house every Sunday. So you're talking on Monday. So who's available on Monday for some kick-ass dinner and then, you know, get up and go to work again on Tuesday? It's just – at this point in life, it's just – not not happening i i honestly think that you could make again this is just me being the devil's advocate i know life happens but you've never invited me over for a dinner i don't have them i know but you could but i don't have but that's what you could well i come over on a monday night okay well you could i can you you never invite me over to hold hands and watch movies because i don't do that i mean i didn't say hold no i know but i'm saying i I don't i don't i'm not going back i'm not going back in a discussion about inviting who this i'm saying you easily i could but i don't do those things but uh, because i don't do those things you enjoy to cook for people and oh i do yes no i'm forced to do no you enjoy it if i didn't do the shit here i would never see you that's bullshit. You, we could do other things. Bullshit. Bullshit. What do you invite me to do? I, oh, now here we are back. Yeah, here we are. Invite me to do. All right. Got a bass dinner on August 31st. You want to be there? Do a little cooking, a little eating. Now, Delix look, now here, here's a, I would have been there in a minute, but here's what I got. You're busy. I got to speak at a dinner in <laughs> Chico because I got to hunt dove the next day. Well, I'm just saying. It's opening day dove You the next think day. that you're not Who being does? invited places, but you're a very busy man. Okay. You All you had to do is tell me a week ago and I could have made plans because this just came up. No, two weeks ago. Two dove weeks hunting. Ago. You'd go dove hunting every year down in Chico. Two weeks ago. How come I didn't get invited to go dove hunting in Chico? You could always come. All four I've that invited bass you there. to hunt California before. Lots turkeys, of ducks, fishing, and turkeys. Sturgeon, striper. All have done it all. What? Where'd you say you invited me to go hunting and fishing? Uh, nowhere. Uh, let me think. Nowhere. Uh, let's. Think. Would you? <laughs> you want to go to Stillwater? Yeah, yeah, Mason Valley. Exactly. No, I'm not making it about. No, I didn't. Hey, I'm no, saying I, that. I'm saying that that house could be utilized sure. for a lot of badass shit sure. you've got a backyard that you don't use you could be 100%. having you could be having some freaking nice little get-togethers at night around a fire pit sure chad come by let's have a highball okay cool let's talk let's talk friendship sure but i just uh, yeah I, I, again i guess i just don't that's why that's why i would be happy with a 1500 square foot house on a big piece of property with a big shop because i i don't you know you you 
I think you do enjoy to entertain. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a pool. You wouldn't have all the I, things that you I, have. I, I would. I don't know about the entertain. I think that I enjoy camaraderie and knowing that it only friendships only stay healthy if you nurture them. Sure. That's it. Ah. Oh, okay. I saw Brad at the governor's dinner. I haven't been around him in eight years. No, there was one time in your backyard he was there. Oh, my fortieth birthday. Okay, how long has that been? Three years. Three years. Okay, but I used to. I have blasts with Brad. Family happens. Life happens. True. Right. So, I text him after the governor's dinner and said, "Let's go hang," because I care about that friendship. But I also know that life happens, and his went a different way with him selling his company and now him starting another company. His wife and his kids, all that. Then my career and my traveling and hunting, all that. I get that, but it it it, it sparked me to go. That relationship and friendship needs more because we had a lot of good times together. True. And when we saw each other, we hugged big and it wasn't just like a, Oh, Hey, what's up, buddy? It was, and he was inviting me out that night and I would have went, but I was exact like gone, exhausted. So I'm saying like, I invite, I text him after and said, let's go hang. Good seeing you. Um, so I don't know if it's about the actual, Hey, let me cook for you. But, isn't it something to be said that that's what it takes to keep friendships going? Yeah. How I often mean, do you see Bill? What time is it? I got seven minutes, and then I got another, and then you got another podcast. You're a busy podcaster. I got. I, I see. I don't see Bill as much now that he's he's remarried, and his kids are kind of you know his one just graduated. He does a lot, but he does a lot with. Uh, you know, his wife and kids and stuff like that. So I don't see him as much, but I do talk to him quite a bit. I saw him. Where did I just see him? I can't remember. I I mean, I've seen him within the last few weeks and I've definitely, you know, text him and stuff like that. Uh, So does it make you feel weird that that at one, like that should be more, or do you just take it like, ah, when I see Bill, I'll see Bill. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I like you, you just any said, friends that you want to make an effort to see more. Do you have any out there like in this whole world that you'd be like, yeah, I need to freaking goes back to the beginning of this conversation. Life is precious and short. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I don't know if I would phrase it the way that you phrase it. I definitely think about people that I hung out with more, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I grew up, like I said, you know, if if you went back to me in my 20s, you know, a, a lot of my friendships were, like I said, made in bars and nightclubs and stuff like that. And, and I think sometimes you just lose, you lose touch with people that, you know, you go a different route. Or, it's not about losing touch. Well, you, I know that happens. You lose common interest. You know, there, there's people, there's people that 20 years ago, you know, could say, hey, let's go, you know, uh, Let's go out tonight. I'll see you at Babinga. That tw- that today, I could not say, "Hey, let's go chucker hunt tomorrow," or "Let's go," you know, whatever. Yeah, life happens. You just, I think I, that you're that's friends not with. My question: Are no. there friends that you wish, including like Bill or Brad? No. Or, uh, the, I'm still mad about this whole deal that I never get to see Frankie because you won't set it up, which is bullshit. If I if you ask me, hey man, I haven't seen Will Clark in a minute. Could you set something up? Oh sure, Alex, no problem, no fucking problem. But I ask you, <laughs> hey, can you set something up with me and Frankie? I just want to hang with him. Sure. Nope. Nothing. I, anytime not, you not want. Not a deal. Not nothing. It's always in passing, or it's always uh, eh, 
Belding's probably busy. Nah, that's that's a terrible true. assumption. That is a terrible assumption, but you are very I busy. I have nothing this weekend. You going to invite me out uh, somewhere Saturday to go say hi to Jillian and, and let Anna say hi to her? I have to go to – I have a work thing Saturday. Work thing? Yeah. What kind of work thing? I got to scoop gotta go ice cater? cream. Yeah. I got to scoop ice cream at a wedding anniversary. What? I thought you were done. This is my last week. But um, so to answer your question, I, I I keep in pretty good touch with everyone. You do. They're definitely. I mean, there's definitely people that do I like. You think you keep in touch with me? If it wasn't for me texting you, and I'm not even going to bring the word the I word into this because everybody, there's no I in team, but invites a big word between us, right? Because you don't do it, mm-hmm. but you don't stay in touch with me at all. You never just text and go, "What's up, dude? How's the week going? Or where are you at? Anything coming up? That you don't do you." Or a terrible friend. I would. I, well, I am not a terrible friend. I I don't do that to anyone, dude. I I, I mean, you I don't. You stay I, in touch with guys. I stay in touch with people in a sense of like, if there's something to do, if someone invite. I guess I'm always being invited to things, and I and I always. Oh, how lucky to be so popular. No, see, now you're now you're spinning it. No, you're I'm like, not. You're you sound so like popular. a Democrat. No, I'm not. So I'm very good at accepting invitations and coming to things that I'm invited to. I don't entertain. I don't throw parties. I don't go to bars by myself and then invite a bunch of people over there to meet me. I just don't do that shit. So the the answer to your question, yes, I keep in great communication with you. If you text me, I answer you right back no matter what time it is. If you call me. That's not staying in touch. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I could, I could not you, answer. You and have never sent me a fucking Christmas card. Never sent Excuse anyone me, a Christmas card. I shouldn't card. have said the F word with Christmas in the same sense. I have, you've I've never ne- sent me a Christmas never card. Never sent anyone one. Okay, you've never uh, bought me a birthday present. Yes, I have. Name one. I bought you tons of birthday presents. Oh. Over the years, 100%. No. 100% You might have brought bullshit. a bottle to a party, but you Bull- never no. wrapped something up and bullshit. surprised me with something. Yeah, bullshit. Guaranteed I have. You Name know I have, thing. too. That you've gotten I, I, me. I can't remember. It's been 10, 15 years. Okay, but here, okay, this is the premise of this argument. You say that you keep in touch. All you do is reciprocate when somebody keeps Respond. in touch with you. Okay, is that fair? Yes. You don't keep in touch. Yes. You don't do a good job of keeping in touch. Yeah, I'm I not do. saying that you're a dick and you're going to ghost me. But if I'm busy and I have and I got a, a month-long trip and I'm my head's out there, I'm guiding or I'm freaking executing a hunt or a camp or whatever, I won't hear from you. And that's not staying in touch and that's not friendship. That's not nurturing. That's not maintenance. That's not giving <laughs> okay. a shit. I get that I'm a bad friend. I just said that. Okay. You said you're not. Okay. No, I am. I I'm, don't a, think I'm you a bad. Are, I'm a bad friend to the 1,200 people that I'm friends oh, with. See, 1,200 <laughs> yeah. people. I so mean, now you. So no, you I'm are just, popular. I'm just saying. So you are popular. No, I'm just yes, but I'm just saying that I, I feel 1,200 like, no. people. Name uh, name 30. Go. No, you don't. I, have I, to. I, I, I could. Isn't I could. that fun to play that game though? That, it is hard when you put on the spot. But so I, I guess a. Maybe you're correct. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying no, the right or wrong answer. No, this it is. is if if, is if just, you want to pile on me to feel better about yourself, I'll accept see, it. Now, I'll shoulder you. You're gear. going down that I road. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. You made it. Typically, don't comment. wake up in the morning. You and be made like, a comment that what? you do a good job of staying in touch with your friends. I do. I respond. If your friends did not stay in touch with you, you they would never hear from you. That the word never is probably pretty exaggerated, but you might see him at a funeral. That's the next time you're going to see me, maybe. I don't know. But if you didn't hear from your friends, me included, where's the friendship? You don't hear from you. If I'm not saying, what's up? Where are you at? How's work? How's sales? What are you doing this weekend? Without the I word in there at all, 
I still check in on you. Now, I'm not saying raw, raw, look at me. I'm simply arguing. You might be saying no, I'm simply arguing your statement that you do a great job of staying in touch with your friends. I I don't think that I think you could call everyone on my phone list and they would think that I'm a good guy. Nope, that's not the question. I know you're a good guy. It is. Me me and you have never had an argument in how many years have we been friends? I understand. How many years have we been friends? Is it safe to say two decades now? 100%. Sun started in 03. And that's when we started hanging mainly, or were sure. we before that? That's when probably did you graduate that's close. Ninety eight. I did not know you in high school or college. No, we're but definitely I, but after. I'd say it was sons around sons. Yeah. So I'm going to say twenty years. Well, I don't think we've ever been maybe a little tiny bit once. So I know you're a great guy. You're one of my best friends. This is just simply telling you that what you said is not the. I don't consider that keeping in touch. I would argue that no one would be able to meet your standard of keeping in touch then at this age. Let me, uh, let me think about that statement. Clint, my brother. Now stop. Clint, my brother. That's your brother. No. Does I your t- brother do it all the time? Uh, yeah, I, I talk to my brother all the time. I, I was going to say, if, so if you, you do check in on your brother. Yes. More, more. Here's the thing. I call my brother. I call my brother on the way out here. He didn't answer. He called me back while we were in here. Nick. Nick. I don't talk to my other brother. Uh, my parents, I talk to. I try sure. to talk to every day. Better, Jilly, obviously, I talk to every day. Uh, aside from those four people, I, here's what I think: you might be able to say that I, I don't use you for for what you bring to life, and I think a lot of people do. Oh, really? I don't. No, no, you do or you don't. I don't. No, no, no. I'm saying you think that other people do. Yes. You do think that they do. Yes. But you don't. Yes. I know you don't. That's what I'm saying. But now you're sitting here in my place <laughs> yes. saying yeah. that people do. Yes. And you've never protected me against not, it's not. There's nothing to protect you how against. Not, how not? How, how not? What so? do you want me to do? Say, don't be friends with so-and-so? No. All, all I'm saying but is. But you could be like, hey, I really think that that's got a hidden agenda behind it. Because that's what you're saying, that there's an agenda with people not, using it. not necessarily a hidden agenda, but here's the thing. I want, I want to hang out with just people that, I like I said, I, I've been friends with you for 20 years before you were who you are. Or not to say, you know, but I'm saying I think that some people call you a lot because they want the things that you provide. Name two. Who? People. That no, call. no. <laughs> But I'm just saying, do you know, do you, do you, I know you oh, feel that fuck. at times. I know for okay. sure it is. So wouldn't you rather have a friend like me that is not using you for nothing your... to do with you calling yes. me and going, Chad, I'm, just, I, the aces I, I'm are saying down. I don't do that for anyone. So certain people might call you and go, Hey man, w- uh, want to go duck hunting tomorrow? By the way, can you bring all the decoys, ammo, guns, your truck, your boat? Uh, you know, now I, you I don't my want feelings. that. Now I don't have any real friends. It's not that you don't. Uh, just saying. You might be able to answer right now. There's some people that keep in touch with you. They might, they're might. they either people that financially gain something you through your businesses or, you know, go to a concert. Okay, let me ask you this in this context. You just said, and we got to end it on this. We'll end this week's edition of Breaking It Down T- on this TBC. Huh? TBC, to be continued. To be continued, yeah. Not really, but go ahead. We'll continue it. Um, well, I asked you that question, like, name some friends you keep in touch with. You said you do a good job keeping in touch with friends. You also just said that my standards can't be met for the most part by anybody on when it comes to what a good friend is, which is kind of an insult, but I see what you're saying, and here's the question that goes with that. Do you have any other friends that are like me that continuously create opportunity not meaning like going to concerts but conversation hanging out checking in making sure you're good 
making sure you're included, making sure you feel wanted, desired, wanting you, needing you, feeling you, you, taking you, um, sweating on you, sweating, like not to be sound like a motorboat and son of a bitch, but I'm saying like, do you have any other friends that are like that in your life that really do a good job of showing you that you mean something to them? Because that's what you're trying to tell me that my expectations can't be met. No, because maybe I really do care about friends. The ones I really want to sure. be, have in my life. I, I mean, do I get a, how's your day going text or anything like that? Uh, no, but do I get, Hey, we should grab a beer. And then they, and then we actually do grab a beer. Yeah. That's, that's just a placeholder. That's a very, that's a very, but that, that's why I finished that's a with big time use technique. That's with why, cell but I finished with, but we actually go do it because how often a lot of people say that to make sure that they know that, Hey, I put a little effort in that's right. good for now. Oh yeah. I got that from my brother the other day. That's good uh, for now. But I'm saying, but I'm saying I, I, I finished that with, but we actually go do it. Uh, not really. And, and it's okay. I, I mean, like we talked about earlier that everyone has this life that they're living, right? You're, you're working, you got a girl, you got this, you got that. I don't, I don't need a, how you doing today text from everybody. I, I do enjoy being invited to parties and things like that. I attend for most part. I am not. I just asked you if you have any other friends that do it. I said, no. Do you think it's too much? No, but I think that it's easy if your mind, if your mind isn't, you have a, you have a, a very keen mind where like, you know, I, I would say you're not a forgetful person. You're not a, you I just, you, you going. keep firing on all the cylinders, right? Like, you know, I text Dave DeRosa a few weeks ago and he never answered me. I didn't take that personal Right, you know, and I and when I saw him at this thing, you know, like you said, big hug, how you doing, sharing drinks, yeah. you know, I I could Wade, I I hadn't seen since Allie's birthday, I don't think, but the same, you know, it's it's reminiscent on the good times we had. We you know we didn't make any plans or anything like that, I, you know, but it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna, probably not gonna hear from Wade for a few weeks or longer, you know, but I'm not, not upset about it. Well, it all kind of goes back together with aging and life happening. But I honestly feel that in life, this is me talking that nothing can be successful without nurturing and maintenance. Sure. Otherwise it's just going through the motions. Yeah. He's my friend. He'd show up at my funeral, which brings us to the end of this episode of breaking it down. This Life Ain't for Everybody with Chad and Alex, brought to you by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Jack Daniels, so excited about the 10-year number two release and the 12-year number one release. Again, check out all their flavors, the Tennessee Fire, the Honey, Tennessee Apple, Jack, Gentleman Jack, Single Barrel, Special Reserve, the Sinatra, the Gold 27, the Eric Church, the Coy Hill Small Batch, the Coy Hill... The new rye coming out and bonded, the bonded, the triple mash. It's all there. Enjoy it responsibly. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for believing us. And that's going to lead us to Alex Crosby's homework assignment for next week. <laughs> he is going to write his 
speech for Chad Belding's funeral. We're going to hear what oh, Chad Belding's friendship is. I can give you a good one, dude. <laughs> you want me to eulogize you? I don't want to hear it. That would be eerie. I'm going to text you three times this week. No, I don't want to hear from you. No, I'm, I'm over it. No, no, I'm just over it because I don't want to I'm going to put a reminder this. in my phone right I'm now. A, I'm not a false hope kind of guy. I'm not a false hope. I just, I hate, I paid my own road. I'm a goddamn trailblazer. No, you know what? I just forgot. No I know it's over. I, 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 you asked me where we were going to dinner the other night and I told you and you flaked on me. Flaked so on you where? I said sushi and you never responded. Are you out of your mind? 100% not. Go back through my text right now. You said I might have to do lunch with my nephew. I never heard dinner with my nephew. I never heard from you again. I never heard from you. Because you, I, I expected you to say, my nephew's uh, out. Let's go. I'm the one that invited you to dinner. I literally just sat around. I invited waiting. you to dinner, and you said, I probably have to go with my nephew. The next morning, I saw Nick, and I'm like, your brother was supposed to let me know about dinner. He was like, oh, I was at Pinocchio's with him at dinner last night. Yeah. So you didn't let me know. You didn't invite me to Pinocchio's. It's five minutes you, from my house. Yeah, I could have been sitting there with you and Nick and your nephew. You never answered. Oh, my God. I think dude. you forgot. That is 100% on you. Thanks for listening. This guy's an asshole. Bye.